was working full time in a butcher shop. I had been for like seven years, 60 hours a week. Yeah, and just completely lost and had no idea. I, I, I was miserable, bro. I hated my life. Yeah. If I was honest with myself. And mm. it was the first time that I actually could be honest with myself about it. And then I just had this download come through that like, this is my lemon. And I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. Welcome to Woke Wogs. I'm your host and resident Wog, Jihara Volpe, here to navigate and facilitate conversations with the Wogs within my community that inspire me and hopefully you too. Now, if you're not familiar or not familiar <laughs> with the term Wog, it's a racial slur aimed at Southern European immigrants in Australia back in the day that has now been reclaimed and is celebrated as an identity affirming label. With that said, I want to draw attention to the ill use of this word still throughout the United Kingdom towards people from the East Indies, parts of Asia and North Africa. I want to pay my deepest respects and understandings to what the mention of it may bring up in you. Now for some quick self-advertisement. Do you have an event coming up and need an MC to make it a moment to remember? Well, that's what I do. I curate the optimal flow to any type of event and connect audiences to the messages that organizers are yearning to convey. Salt, great. Just DM me at the link attached and I can't wait to get involved. All right, you get it. Here is another episode of Woke Wogs. We're here, Woke Wogs, and I've got a legend of a guest. Actually, a lemon wedge of a guest. Was that funny? <laughs> I'll give you that, bro. Come on, man. I'll give you that. Give me a little one. I'll give you that. Start me off. Uh, my man, Sammy, a.k.a. Chach. From Leave Your Lemon, which is more than a toasty van, but I'll let the man explain that. Dude, Dude welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here, bro. We finally uh, <sighs> finally made it happen. Dude, man, we we put a lot of effort into getting you here. We have. We have. From messages, late night calls, to running around at a festival, plugging into any PowerPoint to see if it could work. <laughs> we have. We've given it our all, bro. Yeah, man. I'm glad we finally made it. Man, man. And it's... I don't know. I, I think, and I, I know, I know, I can share this. There, there's always an interesting thing that I know that I can talk to you any day of the week, mm. any dance floor, any moment where I'm getting a toasty from the van, and we connect instantly. Mm. But there was something about jumping on the mic that had a bit of tension to it for you. Yeah, definitely, man. Mm. There's been some resistance. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I tell, tell me about that. I guess it's just like. A bit of fear comes up around whether I'm like speaking into a camera or speaking on a microphone. And I guess it's linked to like just being totally raw and open mm. and exposed, I guess, you yeah, know, man. the thought of recording something and then sharing it for everyone to listen to yeah. just sparks a little bit of mm, uncomfortable kind of nerves. You Dude, know? 100%. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. Like I, I've been in and around the camera for the past five years for a lot of the work I've been doing with the cave. Mm. And it's interesting to watch somebody like speak fluently to themselves. As soon as we press record, something yeah. happens. Yeah, There's a, a rigidity and I think it comes from that sense of I'm being seen right now. Mm. But more than that, I'm being recorded. So what if I fuck up or oh, I don't man. know what to say? Yeah. Or, yeah, it's funny because I actually feel pretty confident in social settings, you know, yep. when it comes to, you know, talking to people or sharing stories or sharing dreams or it's something that I've always felt pretty, you know, comfortable 
with. Yeah. But then, yeah, like you said, you pull a microphone or a camera out and I'm all of a sudden feeling shy and nervous. Ah, oh, man, it's interesting. Me too, man. I know, like, mm. I know just before we press record, you were like, are you nervous? I'm like, every fucking time, <laughs> bro. Every time. Every time. And just ladies and gentlemen, make, let me make sure it's recording. Otherwise, we'll have – yeah, no, nah, we're Triple back. check that Triple shit. check, Triple bro. check that shit. Cedro grilled me for that. But, yeah, every time – and I've come to understand there's a lot of things happening. There's everything that we just spoke about. There's – I don't know. There's a part of me that's excited, uh, that wants to do well, uh, that is also, uh, you know, it's unknown what's mm. going to happen as well. And I'm not in control. And once it's captured, it's captured. Yeah. Uh, but also I think it means like give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, we care. Yeah, man. You know? And naturally nerves come up when we care. Right. As wogs, bro, we care too much, it's man. It's a little too much sometimes, yeah, bro. Man. That's for sure. Oh, man. Oh, but look, it's it's epic having you here. Mm. You know, I, I remember when I first heard of Live Your Lemon, mm. the first thing I was like was that's an interesting name. Mm. Like just for a van, it's like that's a bit of a mouthful right there. Yeah. Live your lemon. And I, it was when you were at third day when you are doing a little pop-up there. Yeah. And you were with a good friend of ours, Alfie. That's where it started. Yeah. And you were dishing out toasties. That's what I know of the Live Your Lemon story. But I wanted to get you on here today because it's been going for four years now. Uh, the business has been operating for four years, but the platform itself was birthed about seven years ago. Seven. Yeah. All right, bro. Yeah. Take me there. You ready for it, bro? Oh, man, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready All right, look, like there's good. layers to this story, story straight out. Yeah. But oh, I guess I'll start from the start. Yeah. I was um, – started when I was about 18. Um, yeah, it was a pretty hectic period of my life. Was going out a lot, running amok, you know, exploring things for the first time, partying, yeah. um, all that jazz. And – uh, we went out one night. I was with one of my best mates. His name's Mark at the time. And we left. Wait, Mark. Mark Jazonda. Shredded. He's a twin. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, nah, yeah. Nah. Different Mark. Different, different Mark. Mark. I'm thinking of the movement Mark. He's another work walk. Though. Yeah, he's another work walk yeah, for yeah, sure. 100%. Um, we left the railway hotel probably about six in the morning. Fuck, that was a spot. And we were buzzing, you know. <laughs> we were having a great time. <laughs> and he, he he put his hand on my shoulder on the side of the road and he, he stopped me and he like looked deep into my eyes and he just said, Live your lemon in this like really wacky weird voice, right? And we and we lost it. We lost it. Like we just pissed ourselves laughing. We thought it was the funniest thing ever. So it it just became this thing between us, you know? Like we'd see each other, we'd we'd hang out all the time. It was one of my best mates at the time. We're still solid brothers. And every time we see each other, he'd be like, hey, live your lemon, bro. And I was like, yeah, live your lemon, man. You know, it, it kind of became our thing. Yeah. But with no real depth or meaning or anything like that. It was just literally like a personal joke between us. Um, and it was like that for a few years, man. Like every time we'd see each other, hey, live your lemon, bro. Don't forget to live your lemon. But never never really put any thought into it or anything nah, like that. No, you didn't unpack the meaning of what nah, you guys were not saying. at all. It was just like cooked talk. It was yeah. gibberish. It yeah. meant nothing. But it was funny, you know, mm. the way it came out. He he was just one of those weird, wacky friends that would always say like just ridiculous shit. Mm. Um, and this one just stuck. So it stuck with us for a few years, 18, 19, 20 with no meaning or anything. Um, and then when I was 20, I was going through like a really deep, dark, transitional mm. period of my life. 
um, been ruled by my ego for most of my teenage years mm. and was just having a complete fucking identity crisis, man. Hectic. Um, yeah, confused about who I was, what I was here to do in the world, my sexuality. Mm. Um, yeah, lots of different layers to it. And mm. at the at the peak of this dark period of life, um, I was really struggling and having some pretty deep, dark thoughts and this live your lemon popped into my head i was at in work that one same day. Voice? in that not in that same voice no. it wasn't in that live same voice. I, was, I was live your lemon i was just thinking what the fuck like live your lemon popped into my head and i thought what the fuck was this guy talking about like why did he why did he say this you know and and then i thought a little deeper into it and i was like all right like when life gives you lemons you make lemonade mm. like this perspective thing came up and then I started, I was working full time in a butcher shop, my dad's butcher shop. I had been for like seven years, 60 hours a week. Um, yeah. And just completely lost and had no idea. I, I, I was miserable, bro. I hated my life. Yeah. If I was honest with myself and mm. it was the first time that I actually could be honest with myself about it. And then I just had this download come through that like, this is my lemon and I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. You know, like lemons are versatile, bro. You can clean yeah. a barbecue with it. You can, you can put a, put a slice in a beer. You could put it in a cold pressed juice. True. I could, the list goes on, you <laughs> know what I mean? But I thought, all right, this is my this is my fucking lemon and I can keep complaining about it being sour or I can change my perspective and grab life by the balls and make a sweet. Or, mm. you know, this, this kind of mindset came through and then started thinking a little bit deeper into it and started feeling inspired. I started realizing that like... I'm actually the fucking captain. And You're the captain I'm now. the captain. I'm the captain of the lemon ship, baby. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. yeah. Well, I hadn't fully realized that, but like the the that idea had come through, you know. Mm. Anyway, I got really excited about it. So I called him after work and I was like, bro, you're not gonna believe it. This live your lemon thing we've been talking about for the last few years, like it actually means something, man. Like he was going through a bit of transition at the time too. Mm. Um, yeah, and he kind of knew what I was going through and the, the the depth and the darkness that I was in. And when I shared this this light or this um, uh, this realization with him, he was he was fucking pumped. He loved it. Um, and I just pretty much said to him that this is our lemon. We can do whatever the fuck we want, we want with it. You know, this is amazing. You know, what a beautiful realization to come to. Um, and he loved it so much that he we, we both agreed that we would go and get it tattooed that weekend. We're like, this is our thing, bro. Let's get this as a constant reminder so we can never forget that this is our this is our lemon. You know, and we can we can do whatever we want with it. Epic, bro. Yeah, bro. I noticed that when you first walked in here. Oh, right on the inner bicep, It's there, bro. man. Yeah. I, know, I was like, man, this is the lemon, man. Yeah, you are yeah. the captain. Like, the this, you're the legit. The in the pudding, bro. In the lemon, bro. In the lemon. <laughs> so that came seven, yeah, over seven years ago now, man. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we got the tattoo. That was all exciting. And then we were kind of known as the Lemon Boys, you know. We kind of like, it was, our, it was officially our thing. Like, it was marked on the skin. Yeah. Um, and then at that same period, I started getting into yoga, meditation, and just the path of self-inquiry, really. Mm. Like, started just kind of digging deeper into yeah, who I am and, and what I'm here to do. Mm. And I started working with Mark Grosso, who you thought originally was the first Mark, who's the uh, one got I got there. the tattoo with. I knew he was um, close in the yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's definitely a huge part of the story, man. Um, started working with him. He introduced meditation to me, yoga, and some other practices that have really, yeah, just helped me along the way. Mm. And he saw the tattoo and he asked me asked me what it was and he loved it. He just loved it. 
and he goes, you should start a movement. Start a movement, call it Live Your Lemon and, you know, just inspire people to fucking live their lemon. And I love the idea of it but then I was like, but what, what are we actually going to do with it? How's it going to work? And blah, blah, blah. Like the analytical part of my brain's like it's trying to dissect this whole thing. The killer of all dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I love the idea of it. And then the more I worked with him, the more he poked at me and was like, bro, start a movement. Do something with it. It's on your skin for life, man. Mm. You know, like mm. do something with it. Um, and I was kind of sitting around and didn't really do anything about it. And then <clears throat> um, one day he called me. And he's like, you're not going to believe it, bro. Have you been checking to see if, because we were checking to see if Live Your Lemon was available and blah, blah, blah. He goes, go on Instagram now and look look what um, look what's happened. Type in Live Your Lemon. So I type in Live Your Lemon and it says, two French Canadian girls um, inspiring people to live life to the fullest. Oh. And I was fucking gutted, bro. I was like, oh my God, I hung on too late. I didn't do anything about it and now someone stole my idea. How did they even come up with this? What the fuck's going on? I was freaking out. I thought, I missed the boat. This is it. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, so I was gutted about it. And then I was hanging out with him more and we were doing more work. And then one day he's like, look, I don't think it's too late to take Live Your Lemon to the next step. Someone's done it. They're on the other side of the world. Like, yep. It's not too late. It's time to do something with it. I want to make a video today of you talking about Live Your Lemon and what it means to you and what you want to do with it. And it's going to be the start of the journey. Don't worry about these French Canadian girls. It's fine. You know, like we can still, we can still do this. We're in Australia. <laughs> so we get the camera out. My first time talking on camera, he asks me to share, you know, a little bit about Live Your Lemon and uh, I guess like the intention behind starting a movement with it and all that sort of stuff. And essentially the, the dream from the beginning was to create a platform where, uh, we could inspire people to live a life of passion and purpose, mm. to create a community platform or a collective where people felt safe and comfortable to just be themselves. Mm. Quite simple. Anyway, he gets me to share a little bit about it and then he goes, all right, now I'm going to pass you my phone and you type in this French Canadian, um, live your lemon and, and let's, let's talk a little bit about that. And when I grabbed his phone, I clicked on profile and it was logged into the Live Your Lemon, the French Canadian girl no! who started the movement. He set me up. Like he actually started an Instagram and fed me this story that someone else stole my idea. Um, and he exposed it like live on camera while we were watching it. I felt like a fucking fool, man. Bro, um, what a gift. What a gift. Exactly. Yeah, what a gift. It's been the biggest blessing because maybe, maybe it wouldn't have ever eventuated. But that was that friend that just gave me that push and was like, look, bro, if you're not going to do something about it, someone's going to steal your idea. Um, and that was just the inspiration I needed to kind of like yeah, officially officially create the platform and, and start putting energy into it. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, so that was the beginning. That's how it all like Mark Grosso came to life. He's Miyagi, wax on, wax off type shit right 100%, there, 100%. That is incredible. Bless him, man. Absolute legend. Wow, man. Yeah. There's something about that. To, there's something also about like even if there was two French Canadian girls on the other side, mm. they're showing you that your idea has legs. Yeah, it actually doesn't mean, and that's such a an ego or a, I would even say like a sheepish way out. Oh, somebody else has done something around the same topic as me. Now I can't touch it. Yeah. Now it's tampered with. Can you imagine if every single musician, artist 100%. thought about that with everything that they're doing? 100%. And, and it's an easy way out because that means I don't have to do it. I don't mm. have to put my my ass on the line, mm. uh, whatever phrase that is. <laughs> <laughs> I can get out of it. Yeah. Uh, but or, or it can show me that I need to get it. Yeah. Because there's something there with it. 
Yeah. And what a blessing exactly. your friend is. 100%. 100%. That's fantastic. So, so grateful for it, man. Um, yeah, blessed really. It was like, all right, I can either go one way and just close off and forget about this dream, even though it's tattooed on my arm and it's going to be there forever. Oh, no. Or I use it as inspiration to, to yeah, get my ass into gear and get start something juicing, done. Bro. Start juicing, bro. Start squeezing, That's bro. That's it, baby. Then what, man? Yeah. I'm in. I'm yeah. listening. Yeah. So then we, I started an Instagram account with my brother Mark, who I got the tattoo with. Um, and we just had no idea what was going on, man. We just started putting positive content out there. Like, I remember going to the fruit shop one day and grabbing a lemon and putting it like in between all the tomatoes at the fruit shop. And I put a photo up saying, um, lemons don't lose sleep over the opinion of tomatoes. <laughs> like, whatever, bro. Whatever. Good, bro. There was no, there was no like idea on where it was going to go. There was no, there was no structure. Sometimes we wouldn't post for two months. Sometimes we'd post funny, funny content up, mm. whatever. It was just literally an Instagram account for about a year. Um, and then I went overseas, solo traveling. I was working in the butcher shop still at that point. Live Your Lemon was just this little like kind of Instagram account that we were just putting random content up to every now and then. Yeah. Um, and then I went overseas, traveled solo for a few months and had quite a – my first spiritual awakening, I'll say, over mm. that four-month period of traveling alone. Um, got back. I bounced um, – yeah, ideas with my dad constantly over the years about starting a business and doing this and doing that. And then uh, I got back and I was feeling really inspired, man. I was feeling really inspired. I wanted to take Live Your Lemon to the next level. Um, had some ideas about how we could do it and build a lemonade stand and then, you know, eventually maybe get a caravan and take it to the next level. And um, I got back from overseas. I was back in the butcher shop about two months after I got back. And then I, I said to my dad, one day, Dad, oh, I've got this idea. We could turn Live Your Lemon into like a full-time thing. I could create a life out of it. Like imagine we are going around serving juices and lemonades at festivals and, and all this stuff. And I was really excited about it. My eyes were popping out of my, my head, you know, sharing this with my old man. Um, one of probably my, yeah, my biggest mentor in life, mm. you know, he's, he's taught me everything I know, I've got to say. And he turned around and goes, bro, shut up. I'm sick of hearing you and your fucking bright ideas. You've been working in this butcher shop for seven years and you're still fucking here, mate. You know, every day you come to me with a new bright idea about how you're going to do something and how you're going to start a business and you're, you're doing nothing. So until you're actually going to take some action, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of your ideas. Like save them for someone else. Yeah. Hard I was love. Gutted. I was gutted, man. Again, Hard love. Again, yeah. Someone stepping in and giving me some tough love. and There's something in that, man. I actually really respect that. Yeah, me too, bro. I fucking hated him for it at the time. but That's um, putting down the boy. Yeah. That's asking you to become the man. That's it. And for me, it's interesting. I don't think we've ever been given a clear direction on when do we become a man. Mm. But, you know, a man is his word. I feel, I feel like an adult, if I want to make it open to all genders, is their word. Yeah. And the action, that's when it becomes real, man. Definitely. And from, you know, and I've been that, I've been a, a victim of my own ideas because they're so effervescent. They're mm. popping off all the time and they're great. But the rubber hits the road when I get to work. Yeah. <sighs> For sure, bro. Then what, bro? Yeah. What's going on? You're all on right. your knees, papa mentors just gone. Nah. So then I'm thinking, fuck, I really want to just like amp this up and take it to the next level and just go all out with it. But I'll. Yeah, it wasn't really in a position to. It was still mm. still early days. I was 21 years old. and um, So I had an idea to build a lemonade stand. Me and a few friends got together. 
um, we built this lemonade stand and the idea was to like, that would be the vessel to the community platform. Um, yeah, Alfie and I worked on it, Marissa, we all painted it. It was a, it was a beautiful creative process of like building this lemonade stand. And then we started doing cocktails at parties. And then we, we went out for dinner one night actually at the Moroccan soup bar, uh, four or five of us and we had dinner. And at the end, uh, I paid on card, we left. Apparently the card didn't go through. So one of the workers came out um, and, you know, told me, oh, the card declined. So we went back in to fix up the bill and uh, the owner of the restaurant, uh, her name's Hannah Asafadi, I think, Moroccan super. She's an amazing woman and really strong in, um, yeah, a strong figure in the community for mm. sure. Um, she, she told me, look, guys, forget about it. Dinner's on me. And we were like, it was delicious. The Moroccan super food is absolutely delicious. You know? I know this. And we, we were like, no, we, we wouldn't take it. And she's like, listen, I'm not like, you know, I'm telling you, I'm the boss and you're not paying for dinner tonight. None of you. It's on the house. And we were like shocked. We're like, what? why Why are you doing this? And she said that um, the power of change is in us. It's in, it's in the younger generation. And she's giving us dinner on the house tonight but she needs us all to promise that next time we go out there and we see someone struggling or someone homeless on the street to you know don't only drop a few dollars in a hat but like sit down and have a conversation mm. ask them how their day's going like kickstart the kindness revolution do something good for the world you know like there's people out here that can really benefit from the simplest of acts of kindness you know um, and it was amazing, man. Like I remember leaving with my friends that night and we we all had this group hug in the in the in the side street after we left the restaurant and we all said to each other, hey, we need to we need to do something with this. That was too kind for us not to follow through and 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 create something. So um we used the lemonade stand and we connected with a non-for-profit organization in the city called From Us to You Melbourne. Mm. Um yeah, Deborah and Louise and a couple of older ladies who just go out into the city every Wednesday, Monday and every second Sunday and they collect like donated items, they cook on a barbecue, they put on a lunch, like they just this non-for-profit, small non-for-profit organisation helping the rough sleeping community of Melbourne. Um, yeah, just off their own backs with no real support or anything like that. So we reached out to them, said, hey, look, we've got this cool lemonade stand. Um, we want to come and connect with you guys. We want to, we're, we're collecting donated items. We're con collecting winter warmers, blankets, sleeping bags, all that jazz. And we want to come and serve juice and bring like the donated items that we got just to help out one Sunday. And um, yeah, so we did. We, we got together, five of us, took the lemonade stand into the city, Live Your Lemons first like real community project. And um, yeah, we served the community and helped out with all the stuff that we've been collecting over the last, you know, month build up to this first event. And yeah, we were all just in complete uh, disbelief at how um, amazing it felt to do something good for the world. Mm. You know, like we all got together at the end of that day and we, we could all agree on the fact that we never had felt anything like that, you know. Mm. The gift of giving. Man. The gift of giving. Yeah, exactly right. So we um started a, our own non-for-profit organization and we started heading into the city every second sunday and doing the same thing bringing the lemonade stand in um yeah helping cook up food prepare prepare food and we'd continue to collect like sleeping bags and blankets and all sorts of types of uh clothes and necessities for the 
rough sleeping community. And when and you're collecting these, where are you collecting them from? I just literally put a post out on Facebook letting everyone know what we were doing and told everyone if they wanted to get on board that we could start coming around collecting stuff. And we got, yeah, an amazing response from wow. just social media alone. So there was a spare room at my mom's house and it was fucking packed to the rafters, bro. Like so much stuff we collected. And then we'd just, yeah, go in once a fortnight. Sometimes we'd miss a weekend. But we were pretty consistent with it for about a year, man. And did you, like, is there any people that were experiencing homelessness that really stick with you? Any stories, any people that you connected with and you're like, Phew. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, his name's Sean. And... He was always on the streets. I met him like from going and volunteering there on Sundays. But he was always pretty fresh, like sharp shaven, well presented, like had it going on. He was a people person. We we like we we connected and he was a really cool guy. And um he was on the streets by choice, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I got to know him better over the over the year or two years. And and he just said that the feeling of unity and community and connection that he experienced like uh within the rough rough sleeping community of melbourne was like nothing he'd ever experienced before mm. this guy wasn't someone that came from you know complete poverty or drug addiction or anything like that but someone who had run his own businesses before and um worked hard throughout his teenage years and his early 20s and he did find himself in a bit of a rough situation which led him to the streets but once he got there he just said he'd just never look back and he'd never felt, um, you know, the support that he'd felt within that community. Everyone truly knew what it was like to be at rock bottom and and they had each other's backs. Mm. And he said he hadn't felt that with family before. He hadn't felt that within his friendship groups. Yes, to some degree, but not to that depth. And um, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I can agree with why he felt so connected to community because I hadn't experienced that much, I guess, support, unwavering support in any communities that I'd connected with before either. Mm. So that was a standout for me, you know. It was someone that was there and he wanted to be there because mm. it was, it felt like family. Yeah. It's the notion of the second family. Yeah. The one that we get to choose. Yeah. That's really beautiful for Sean. Yeah. Oh. So now yeah. the lemons are getting squeezed. The lemons are it's getting rolling. squeezed. We're getting popping. There's you know, a room's packed. Yeah, yeah. Your story is going off right now. You've had wise ones all along the way. 100%. Starting from your mate who just made the joke to Mike Rosso that stooged you but actually pushed you in the direction to your dad giving you the hard word. Now you're out there in the community living your lemon. Yeah, it's officially – we're officially doing something with it. Yeah. You know, doing something good that feels really rewarding and it feels like it's making a difference. Mm. And I guess this is where, like, the inspiration really started to – really started to kickstart. It wasn't just an idea or an Instagram account anymore. It was like it was in the physical realm. We were doing it, you know. Um, so then, yeah, it was at Rainbow 2017 one year, um, tripping in the food court section. And <laughs> there were so many people around. Everyone was having such a sick time. And I remember watching like the food trucks just jamming out, you know. Like, everyone was just having the time of their life. They were busy. They were grinding. They were working hard. But they were having fun. And I just had this idea come through to fucking take it to the next level and turn Live Your Lemon into a food truck. But not only a food truck. Uh, yes, we'd be serving the community nutritious and delicious cold pressed juices and smoothies and you said toasties. that before i've said it a couple of times yeah i won't lie um but also having like a community platform attached to it so okay the, the dream was to 
number one, find the perfect food truck or build the perfect food truck, but then approach festivals with this concept of having a theme camp attached to the food truck mm. where we can use it as a platform for people to express the things that they love most. You know, mm. like there's so many artists and talented people in our community and the idea was to create a platform where we could actually give those artists a, a stage to mm. step onto and and do what they love and to express live. what they're most – to live their lemon. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Fuck. Um, and what better environment than the festival community. Absolutely. So it just – all the stars were aligning. Everything made sense. I could taste it on the tip of my tongue. You know, it was something that felt like achievable and um, something that I really believed in, you know, more than just going and serving food but actually creating community and a culture around live your lemon. Mm. Um, so I shared this idea with – Alfie, who you mentioned before, absolute mad dog. Legend. Um, yeah, he's fucking amazing. And he loved it, man. He loved it. So we we decided to buy a caravan on Gumtree, um, which took a few months in the process of finding the right one and and feeling into it and making sure that everything felt right and da-da-da. But we were looking. We were active. We were like, let's fucking do this. Um, and then we found the perfect caravan on Gumtree off uh, old mate Glenn. This uh, guy who restored caravans for a living and this was his pride and joy. This um, caravan. This caravan was his pride and joy. Like interior immaculate, exterior immaculate. He had all old vintage newspapers in there and um, first aid kits from the 60s and like woven blankets that he gave. He gave all of this stuff to us. And actually when I went to saw it, uh, see it, he – was talking about how much he loved this caravan and he said oh mate this woman came to see it last week and she told me she was going to turn it into a bloody food truck i was fucking gutted there's no way i'd pass it down to her and a part of me was like Eek. um but yeah just had to chitch it out with that one and play it cool and act like that that idea was absolutely absurd um until we sealed the deal and bought the caravan and uh a few weeks later we were ripping into her with a hammer and chisel mate wow that is fantastic I yeah it out. that's it yeah so we bought the caravan change um that's chichonomics 101 bro chichonomics, we've spoken yeah. about this. that's another podcast <laughs> only time for one ramble what is it called? What is quantum it? chichonomics. Quantum chichonomics. That's <laughs> exactly what I was thinking, right? <laughs> yeah, so we, we bought this caravan, started working on it. Took us about a year, like over the weekends, getting the boys together, getting my cousin involved. Uh, Matt fucking helped a lot, a lot with the build. A lot of people, Christian, a lot of people got involved with mm. the build and helped kind of bring it to life. But it took us about 10 months. Um, and then we officially launched, had our grand launch party at the third day um, four years ago. So that's when the business officially uh, began. But there was a good three-year period before that where it was kind of um, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not uh, nothing, but slowly becoming something, you know. Dude. Dude. We're not done yet, though. No, we're not done yet. No, no. we're not done. Yeah. I'm not going to go through and, and, and flick through the chapters and sing your praises. Now it's launched. Yeah. And it's in the third day, which yeah. isn't in the festival environment yet. Not yet. No. So what's this phase like here? You, you've, 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 you've gone on the journey of mm. finding out how far this lemon can roll. Yeah. And now it's stationary in this epic friggin' warehouse party space. Yeah. What's the reality like of it, though? Um... Well, it seems like a fairy tale, but it was pretty grim, bro, mm. to be honest with you. I had like 
had this idea that I was going to leave the butcher shop and I was just going to work full time in Live Your Lemon and it was going to just, it was going to, it was going to work. Mm. Um, never worked in hospitality before, mind you. I'd probably done about three bartending rockstar shifts in my life. So that was something that was completely new to me. Um, also the world of business and mm. tax and this and that. And uh, I, had, I just like dived into this completely blind to how any of this worked. So started operating at the third day. We'd do these weekends where we'd go in on a Saturday night. Most of it was like techno and electronic music parties. So mm. people weren't really coming for the gourmet toasted sandwiches. <laughs> Um, they should have. They should have. Yeah, and uh, some people were, some people were, got around it. Yeah. Everyone that had it got around of it because our toasties are fucking absolutely bang on. And the mature partier would know that that's what he needs. It just wasn't the priority of the mature partier. You yeah. know what I mean? Just coming to these parties. There were day festivals, and uh, yeah. there was a long time where we were operating every Saturday, and sometimes we'd sell thirty toasties, sometimes mm. we'd sell twenty toasties, and. You work. I, I worked out the time involved with it, and there, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, no bueno, no bueno, no, no bueno. bueno. Uh, one night I was like, yeah, putting a huge day, driving the caravan there, packing up, uh, setting up, packing down. Da 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 da. It was about a fourteen-hour day, and we sold probably twenty-five toasties throughout the the ten-hour event. And I sat down and worked, crunched some numbers at the end of the event, and I ended up profiting like. Like forty bucks for a fourteen-hour day. So let's say about three bucks an hour. Ugh. And I was just like absolutely gutted. Um, had no idea. Had no idea what to do. So we started operating at the third day during the week, not just events. Um, they were open doing coffee, and we set up there full time, and we were serving toasties. And it was much of a muchness, bro. Some days we'd sell five toasties. Some days we'd sell ten. Um, and I remember one day. It was about two weeks in at the third day, sitting around waiting for customers all day, thinking like, how's this How's this ever going to work? Mm. Um, had a really rough day. was feeling super emotional, feeling super lost, feeling super raw and vulnerable. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in the deep end. Um, I was freaking out. And mm. I sat down at the end of this day and I had my head in my hands and I just started bawling my eyes out crying, man, because uh. I was fucking scared, you know. Um, had borrowed a lot of money, uh, had invest, invested a lot of money into this dream and it just, on paper, it just wasn't working. And not only that, I was more so sad and devastated because it wasn't why I we started this business, you know. Like the original intention and essence behind Live Your Lemon was not about business and profits and and and, and tax and stressing out because there's profit margins and it became heavy. Mm. It, 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 it kind of felt like it was kind of becoming all about business and it was stressful and I was confused and I had all this responsibility and all this pressure and I felt like there was no space to actually allow this platform to be what it originally intended to be. Mm. Um, so as I'm sitting there, head in my hands, crying after selling 15 toasties in a full day, um, just like lemon, Live Your Lemon came through to me when I was in that butcher shop all those years later, lemon tree community came through and I thought lemon tree community fuck like there needs to be a separate platform there needs to be a platform that is for you know the community and it's a creative collective and that's where we bring everyone together in you know running events and creating spaces and da 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 and then live your lemon is the business so that's something that I'm full it needs to be treated like a business mm. we can't just be happy go lucky with it like at the end of the day it 
it needs to be it needs to be run like a business so this this idea came through to create a a branch off live your lemon and call it the lemon tree uh, the lemon tree community and then I just pulled pen to paper man because I was feeling like I felt like like I said how I felt when live your lemon comes through I'm like hey something's here it's you know there's a spark yeah something yeah. came through and it felt right so I pulled pen to paper I'm like pa 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 lemon tree community and then I thought okay there'll be branches to the lemon tree community mm. and these branches can be like a reflection of of who we are and what we're here to do so I started just reflecting on branches and the first one that came through is something that um very passionate about it's um like emotional support um emotional support like connection and emotional support like uh, emotional support and well-being mm. and this is like yoga meditation maybe sharing different healing modalities and coming together to grow and expand and things that can help us on the path of self-inquiry like personal growth emotional support and well-being mm. was branch one and then branch two was creative expression um so this was creative expression of any of any form so it could be open mic it could be storytelling it could be a theatrical performance it could be uh freestyle rap it could be anything so that's branch two and then I thought branch three can be community support and giving back, you know, creating a platform for the community, mm. running uh, fundraiser events where we raise funds and awareness on things that we're passionate about or want to change, you know, like a bit of a movement branch. Mm. Um, the fourth branch was play. It was just play and fun. And this was like coming together and whatever, having a kick at the park or a frisbee or having a little disco party at the park with our friends and just playing games and just being kids essentially, mm. like connecting mm. to uh, the child within us. And the fifth branch was education. So this was where we would like come together as a community, share our skill sets with each other, share our knowledge with each other and use it to kind of bounce off each other and create things that we couldn't otherwise create alone. So like sharing our gifts and skills and tricks with each other as a community. Wow. Wow. So had these five branches, busted them out um, and had this idea that I was really, really excited about. So, but how do we bring it to life, you know? Yeah. So I got together a few friends. I um, hosted a dinner party at my house. Uh, Ludo came and cooked pizza for everyone. Fucking Ludo. <laughs> Fucking Ludo. Um, yeah, this was like shortly after we launched the business, about a month after we launched the business. And I invited about 10 of my nearest and dearest um, to my house. And we put on a little dinner party and I presented um, the idea of this community platform and, and how, we would, how we could bring it to life with everyone. Um, I shared, yeah, I guess the intention behind doing it and why I felt so connected to community and... Um, why I feel like it's so important to bring everyone together so that we can, yeah, just create together and share with each other and grow with each other. Um, just pretty much pitched the idea of creating a community platform where like-minded individuals could come mm. and grow together as a collective mm. and do really cool shit at festivals and stuff and mm. create spaces where people could just have monumental times and feel like they're at home. And, and yeah, and everyone loved it. Wow. Everyone loved it. Everyone got around it. They were all pumped. They're like, look, we don't know how the fuck this is going to work, but let's do it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which felt really good to share this idea and this dream with people and, and feel it be, um, feel it resonate with yeah, people. Receive. Receive. Like it's like sharing the embers mm. and watching it spark other embers around and then you yeah. got a glow, then you yeah. got a fire. Yeah. 
and then you can really start cooking. That's it. Wow. Yeah, so that's where the, the birth of the lemon tree community came from. And yeah, I mean, after that, again, we would, I would try organize these meetings once a month and get everyone together and try get everyone, you know, thinking about what we we're going to do. And we just had no idea how, how we were going to create this like collective and community platform and how we were going to express these five branches and how we were going to bring it to life. But everyone felt connected to it. And some people would drop off and I, I was constantly sharing the dream with people. So mm. um, people would not have space for it. New people would come in, people would go, people would come. And it was just kind of like this this idea and this dream mm. of the lemon tree community was brewing for a couple of years. Wow, where, but nothing was really – nothing was really – Had you gone to festivals by this point? Had you lived that dream just yet? Or? Okay, okay. So it was brewing for – let's think about this. One year. After one that year. happened, after we launched the business, it was brewing for a year. And our first festival opportunity we ever had was Esoteric – 2019 huge yeah so massive first festival we'd never catered for more than 500 people and now all of a sudden we're going to a five-day event with 5,000 people there wow and we pitched to the festival we we um proposed to the festival that we would be set up in a different section to all the food trucks and we would set up this theme camp where we would run open mics and we would run yoga in the mornings and we would run live music and it was the the birth of the the community platform was at Esoteric. Wow. Our, our first ever theme camp space there was where we would see the Lemon Tree community be like expressed in the physical form for the first time. Mm. It was our first event. In action. In action. Yeah, uh, wow. You were there actually. I was thinking, I'm trying to claw in my mind. I'm like, was I there? Or maybe it was the I, second no, 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 no. I was there. You were there. there. You were there. You heard that siren popping off. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember, I think it was Marissa who was doing yoga and I was full send mode. And yeah. I, I was siren off and then I got to look. I think it was... One of the legends that I knew and just from the stare of love, yeah. I was like, let me turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> like let me see what's happening here. Amazing. And it was nestled in and I did notice that exactly what you were saying, it was, you know, it was like the flies were all flying in to the truck getting their toasters and whatnot. Yeah. And as I'm waiting, I look to the side and there's this thing happening. Yeah. There's this nook that feels sticky mm. that I could see that people hadn't left for a while. Yeah. And so for me, I know in my experience, I was like, this is where it's at. Like, mm. This is proper grassroots community, people sharing their lemon, their gifts, whatever sort of phrase we want to put on it. But there was this feeling of home in there. Mm. Tell me more about it. That's what it's all about, that feeling. Mm. You know, that feeling of home, that feeling of, ah, oh, I know this place. Yeah, that's you it. Know? And I feel free to be myself. Mm. And that, that um yeah, theme camp space. So there's that grass patch area near the campsite at Esoteric. We had given full, full like free reign to kind of set up, have our theme camp space. The stage was running there as well. Yeah, and big. I'd connected with Thule actually. Um, the queen. The queen. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing. And I had no idea who she was at the time, but I just heard that she was like the yoga queen of the festivals. So I got her number off a friend. I called her. And I pretty much just said, hey, we've got the opportunity to run this theme camp space at Esoteric. I know we haven't met before, but I feel like you'd be a perfect person to come and facilitate. Um, are you keen to get involved? And she loved it. So 
we met at Esoteric for the first time. She just rocks up um, and she just fully stepped into it. And mm. together we kind of like facilitated this theme camp space over the week. And she contacted lots of live, mus live musicians. Wow. She was running and facilitating open mics, which went from like midnight when the music, the DJ stopped and they would run through to like seven, eight in the morning and people just crying in the space and feeling so much love and sharing all this rawness and beautiful, beautiful like uh, experiences and poetry and stories and 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 jokes and songs and it was yeah we we witnessed like the essence of the creation come to life there you know is. and you could see it you could feel it it was in front of us um it was fucking monumental man like man. so many people had shared their reflections of the week and just said hey this space was our favorite space of the festival and we really felt safe here and we really felt at home here. And every time we come here, we knew we were guaranteed connection and love. And yeah, it, 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 that's where it came to life. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> you want me to keep going? Because I'm like, there's I, still a bit to go. There's you know? still a little nothing there. <laughs> Everyone who's listening, take a breath. <sighs> I'm just like, there's moments here happening for me. And that's why I just, a little pause or pausa, as mm. they say in Spanish, that just seeing these moments of like, you know, something pushing you towards and then these these obstacles actually being the way forward. Mm. Like you crying in your hands and then something coming through because you're looking for the opportunity to present itself of how am I going to make, how am I going to get the next drip of this juice to come out because it's not working here. Mm. And then you out of nowhere branch out. You literally expand. You realise it's not about the lemon, it's about the fucking tree. Yeah. And that's sensational. And then you just realize that I've got this raging idea of what the energy I want to create. Mm. And now I just need the community to get in the room. Yeah. And there's this thing that stays with me ever since I learned it on a retreat. And is that a community are those that share a common unity. Mm. And when we act in community, things happen, things mobilize. Yeah. And noting that you got everyone together, that their, their common unity was the community. Yeah. Their common unity was self-expression. Their common unity was living their fucking lemon yeah. and using this as a vehicle to literally drive themselves there and then encourage every motherfucker else to pull in their pockets. Like, oh, i got a fucking lemon too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get up here on the mic and have this moment and then walk away with that and let it fester like you did mm. and then go on that journey. Fuck. More than a toasty van. More than a toasty <laughs> it's van. more than a toasty van. Much van. more, much more. So now you're on fucking cloud nine. Now we're on cloud nine. Yeah, it's like the dream has officially come to life. We've watched it unfold in oh, the most magical way that we could have imagined. Mm. You know, it really was such a special, such a spe special showcase. Um, so we finished packing down on the festival. It's 2020, March 2020, maybe it was. Anyway, we finished the festival. We get back to Melbourne. We unload the trucks. We wind down for a day. We turn the TVs on and people are going bananas over toilet paper. Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole saga had begun. Wow. And we pretty much went into lockdown a few days after we got back from Esoteric. So the dream had finally come to life. It had been birthed. We've been given our first opportunity at the first doof. Um, we're excited to hit the ground running and keep hitting up festivals and traveling around as 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 the dream had been. Um, and then we went straight into lockdown as soon as we got back, bro. Gutted. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember actually sitting there 
thinking how fucking lucky I was to get that in mm. before the next week unfolded. The last squeeze. The last squeeze. Yeah. Fuck, I love these references. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. They're good. Okay, shit. Yeah. What's the lemon tree to do now? Bro, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> so um, another brother of mine, Urkan, is the fucking coolest, wackiest dude ever. Um, I'd met him at Esoteric the year before and I'd shared this dream with him before it had before the caravan existed. I was mm. at Esoteric the year before we had the theme camp, volunteering in a, the general store. Um, and I met him. He had just bought his own coffee cart to the festival because he didn't want to walk to the food cart section to get coffee in the morning. It's cute ass. He just bought it, set it up, put some couches there, created this whole lounge. And like, anyway, we just got on like a house on fire, man. That's um, chi- I rolled is that chi- Chichinomics right That's Chichinomics. Yeah, this is a part of Chichinomics. <laughs> connecting with other chiches, <laughs> you know. That's it. That's it. Um, so, yeah, we hung out that weekend, became really, really close and then hung out with him a lot over, over the next year. He actually helped me. Um, connected me with a lot of people in the music festival industry, helped me run all the events that I did. He he was he he supported me through that first year of business big time. Mm. <clears throat> um yeah, really helped me believe in myself more than anything, but yeah, really helped me kind of take it to the next level. So he we actually used all the stuff to build the theme camp stuff at Esoteric from his factory. He lives in a factory. Mm. So after Esoteric, I go back to his factory and we're like, we're hanging out every day at this point. We had been throughout that that whole year from when I met him at Esoteric until our first year at Esoteric. Wow. Um, we're hanging out at the factory thinking, what the fuck are we going to do? What's going on? Surely this thing's going to pass. Mm. So we're hanging around for a week. We're hanging around for two weeks and nothing's happening. The thought of going to a festival anytime soon isn't looking good. Mm. Um, so we're sitting down, having a good time doing fuck all really. And this idea came up to turn the factory, the warehouse that he lives in, into the Lemon Tree Clubhouse, right? Now, this warehouse at that point is full to the fucking roof of shit. Not shit. Some of it was useful stuff, but... Urkan has been hoarding stuff his whole life. So much so that he needed to move into a warehouse to store all the stuff he'd been hoarding. And it was like shelving everywhere. Like you couldn't walk in this place. There was a little front section where there was a nice little lounge office area he made for himself. But other than that, 500 square meters of fucking… What is it? Stuff. Stuff. Lengths of timber, old washing machines, fucking broken down caravans, a bus. uh, So… Anyway, we had this crazy idea to clear out his whole warehouse, do tips to the trip, sell things on Marketplace, clear the whole space out and create like uh, a playground for adults essentially. Wow. Like an underground secret hangout clubhouse where we could continue to do what we're, we're dreaming of doing and what we did at our first theme camp space but underground mm. um, in a time where we were yeah stopped from coming together and connecting in that way. Mm. It was like… Yeah, this this fire to be revolutionists in this time of like disconnection. Mm. So me, Erkan and Jay, who's another brother, we worked on the project together. And for the next 10 months, every day, I wasn't working, wasn't doing anything, making cash on the side. We fully devoted ourselves to clearing out this whole factory, um, getting rid of all the stuff, make, like creating a clear canvas and then turning this place into… Uh, the Lemon Tree Clubhouse, wow. essentially. 
um, or a community a community center where we can come together and have events and just I guess um, express all the branches. Mm. Mm. So we spend the next ten months clearing this space out. <clears throat> uh, still in lockdown, still everything's still not looking good. And then it was New Year's Eve. We had our first party. Um, so to paint a picture for anyone that hasn't been there, we pretty much like built a 30-meter tunnel from the front of this warehouse with like all different themes in the tunnel and mismatch pieces. And we built a pond in the tunnel where you have to walk through these stepping stones to go through the pond. And wow. we built like a 30-meter tunnel from the front of the warehouse all the way through to the back of the warehouse. And then you had to go around this corner. You came out of a cupboard. And then you were in the theme camp space, wow. which is like the lounge with the antique couch, antique couches and the carpets and the rugs and the real like boho vibes lounge. Um, we built a stage. Uh, we built a bar, which we didn't sell any alcohol out of because that's completely illegal. Mm. Um, and then we had also a bus in there, like a lounge space bus and a stage where people would perform. And we had our first party for New Year's and it went till about 5 p.m. on the 1st of January. It was, it was wild. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess that's where the platform had evolved to so that we could continue to do our thing. It was just a wow. place where people would come together and feel at home mm. and connect and express themselves and share their visions and share their dreams and share their gifts and... Um, I guess that's where the community platform, the Lemon Tree community was birthed at Esoteric, but it was in that warehouse where we were actually able to build the foundations of mm. what is today and, and, and feel that feeling of community and family evolve and develop and, and strengthen our bonds and strengthen our vision and, um, yeah, just inspire each, every, inspire each other to keep, to keep going, to keep mm. pushing this thing. Mm. Um, Fuck. Yeah, so it really turned out to be a blessing during that time. Popular guy. I'm a popular guy. Popular mate. guy. You know how many other people want me on a podcast <laughs> right now, bro? <laughs> they know. They know that I'm getting the uncut story. <laughs> they don't want it. They don't want Once it's been tampered with, bro, this has already been squeezed. Sorry. <laughs> Man. Uh, okay. Okay. That That was way better than I could have ever imagined. Uh, as a brother, I want to say fucking well done. Mm. Well done, man. Thank you, bro. Trials, tribulations, the journey to manhood, mm. I think is what I see in that. To coming to the fruition of a dream and knowing that it isn't all just sparkly in the mind. It actually takes blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. And continuous pivoting mm. and moving with the energy and working out how to do it while you do it. Yeah. Looking back, after just speaking about all that, looking back now and being where you're at now, which is where you've always wanted to be. Yeah, and we're just getting warmed up at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you actually now, again, at level one. Yeah, exactly. You're always leveling up. But now you're at that base level. You, you have something that's fully fledged. Mm. It's got legs. It's got community, which a lot of businesses nowadays are crying for. Looking back now, man, mm. at everything you've accomplished, what are you left with? Yeah, I'm left with this like inner knowing that if I like truly commit to something and if I truly back myself that there's nothing that's going to get in the way of that. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean this whole journey of the unfolding of Live Your Lemon and the evolution of Live Your Lemon has been actually like synchronized with my own personal 
spiritual evolution. Mm. So like I guess committing to this thing called live your lemon has just always been um, – it's, it's always been there. Mm. So like whenever I'm having times where I'm doubting myself or I'm not happy with my life or where it's going, like I've always got this reminder here that it's like, hey, this is your lemon and you mm. can do whatever you want with it. And um, yeah, just a lot of gratitude, man. Mm. A lot of gratitude for the way it's all unfold. Um, yeah, I feel so blessed from the support that I've had from so many beautiful people around me in allowing to bring this to life and to – allow this to happen but also the community man mm. fuck i feel so blessed to be surrounded by so many beautiful people that align with this vision and dream mm. um yeah like the the lemon tree community essentially is my my soul fam man yeah. and the biggest blessing out of all of this has been um the family that has been created through this platform mm. Does that answer your question, bro? I feel like I steered a little bit off. Man, it's your lemon. That's it, bro. <laughs> That's beautiful, dude. And oh. you know what I love about it? And, and I'm going through this now. I think it's real easy for me to, to work with certain communities. I, you know, working with the man cave and everything that we create is phenomenal. But when it comes to squeezing my lemon, it's a bit of a block there. Mm. And really – what I'm doing it for is for me, yeah. my expression, my lemon, whichever way we want to turn it, it's me. It's what I want to do. It's the, the, the excitement from that little boy within you that had this idea. Mm. It's you feeding into that and knowing that by putting effort in and trying and inviting other people in, it's about doing what's best for ourselves, which is then best for the community. Yeah. And I love this thing that I've learned many a time, but it takes a community to raise a boy. And I also think it takes a community to raise a man and then it obviously takes a community to live your lemon <laughs> and that's all I've heard in this story. Yeah. I've heard you fighting with this energy and the people in your life, that gratitude that you had for for them, going, just squeeze a bit more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. You can do it. 100% man. Yeah, <laughs> for sure man. Yeah, there's such a big focus around community now because I feel like there's this like hyper individualism that's mm. come about in society today. And we've mm. actually become quite disconnected from community when it's been such a big part of, like you said, it takes a, it takes a village to raise a kid. Yeah. And, you know, back in the days, this is the way it worked. Everyone Absolutely. played their roles within the community. Everyone supported each other. Everyone, everyone helped each other and grew together. And mm. um, yeah, I feel like society today has become quite disconnected from that. Absolutely. So whenever there's a, an idea or a concept to bring people together in the pursuit of like connecting and growing and expanding together, people fucking resonate with it. Absolutely, man. And all it takes is someone to just say, hey, why don't we do this or, mm. or create, create the platform or plant the seed. Mm. And it's amazing how many people are fully pumped and keen to get involved and pour their hearts and soul into it. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Ab, 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 absolutely. That had this thing streaming in as you were talking and, you know, you talk about the individualism and it's that the hard thing is that all this technology, all this stuff is to create connection, but it's doing the reverse, you know. Yeah. But the reason why I even wanted to start this podcast is because I know that there is wisdom in the community, mm. in this 
world where everything's at my fingertips, normally I'm looking to somebody that's on the other side of the globe to get inspiration from, which is a blessing and absolute privilege that I can tap into the best of the best through my computer and in the interweb and have that just there. But it stops me from tapping on the fence and asking my next door neighbor if they've got any butter. Mm. It stops me from understanding, like even in this conversation, fuck, if I want to start a food truck, I call my boy Sammy, Mm. you know? And that's really the point here for me is actually to find reachable and relatable role models and really encourage the community to tap on the shoulders of the people next to them because they've got not just a story to tell, but they've also got a hand that you can reach for in times of struggle. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah, bro. We're stronger together. 100%. Oh, man. Where the lemon at? Where the lemon at, baby? <laughs> Where the lemon at? Woo! Thank you so Bro, thank you for having me here, man. Like, I get a bit of resistance. Number one, yeah, speaking into a microphone, but also sharing my story. Mm. I get this, like, imposter syndrome that comes in. It's like, who are you to, you know, who are you to share a story, you mm. know? Or, like, it's just, you know, I don't know. The mind kind of creeps in sometimes and makes me, tries to keep me little. The ego likes to keep me little. Of course, and, man. Protecting you, man. Um, yeah, each time I share this, I'm reminded of, like, where I was fucking seven years ago and the life that I was living and the life that I'm living now. And there's just so much power in mm. storytelling, oh. you know, and it's, it's everyday stories that are the most inspiring. And Absolutely, man. Yeah. I'm yeah, really grateful that you asked me to come here. And even though there was all this resistance, um, yeah, this has been powerful for, for me, bro, being able to connect with you and, and share in this way. Ah, oh, man, it's, it's a privilege, you know, mm. I, it, how could I not? And when I'm thinking of the woke wogs of my community, I could see what you were creating there. And I actually came up with, fuck, no way. I actually came up with the term woke wogs <laughs> at that esoteric, yeah? Because <laughs> at your lemon tree, yeah. all the wogs that were there, I knew them all. I all grew up with them. And I'm <laughs> like, Alfie, what are you doing here? Yeah. Jeez, fuck, Kaya, all the boys. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, we're doing yoga. We're chilling out. We're, we're doing some self-inquisition. I'm like, no, my boys, we did it. Yeah, we, we, made it. We, we made it. We made it out of the northern suburbs. We did it. I know, but it was this sense of like, nah, but, and the thing woke, well, take the piss out of it. It, it. Now it is used in the worst way. Can you be as a judgmental term that, oh, I'm woke, you're not. But really for me, it's just all about gaining more and more awareness of who we are. Yeah. So we can also reflect that onto others so they can do the same and then just become more of ourselves. Yeah. And hearing more of you, man, fuck. Like, cheech. Cheech. It's given me inspiration and that's the whole power of story. It was the first technology of how we store Ridge, how we stored those stories Mm. to be able to give off that information so we could go and do the amazing things that we did in life. That's the power of language. And that's, that's why I wanted to get you on here. Fuck yeah, bro. Purely, purely to encourage other people to live their fucking lemon. That's it, baby. That's what it's all about. So this is about you. This is all about you, this podcast, and I want to give you the chance to wrap it up by like anyone there that has a has a lemon in their head. <laughs> How many times have you used it? We've all got one, bro. We all got one. But anyone there that has a dream or anything like that, like what would your word be to them? Just start. Mm. Just start. I mean, like we never know exactly what we're going to do, but if if there's an idea or a concept and it feels good, just give birth to it and Mm. start putting energy to it and just trust that it will grow as long as you stay connected to it. Mm. Yeah. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. 
boys and girls, theys and thems, even the aliens, sow your fucking seeds. And <laughs> if you can't water it, tap on your mate around the corner. He'll sort you out. Sammy, thank you so much for being on here. I can't wait to get you back for the other incarnations of this flowing lemon community. Amazing, bro. Thanks for having me. It's been... Yeah, it's been a fucking pleasure, bro. Mm. Looking forward to rip the camera out for the next one. 100%. Fuck. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still rolling my lemons, so I'm yeah, working it out. That's cool, bro. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been a, again, it's been a pleasure and an honor. I love what you're doing. Mm. I love what you're about. Super inspiring dude. And um, yeah, let's get that juice, baby. Well, 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 would you look at that? You made it to the end of this podcast. It must mean you enjoyed yourself. And if you want to support myself in this new venture, please like, subscribe and share it on your social channels. Thank you for all the help and support. Of course, I'll see you here next time on... Ooh.